This podcast is brought to you by Most Valuable Podcasts, leading the league in podcasting entertainment. Hello, football fans, and welcome to the Onside Kick. My name is Ricky Widmer, and as always, I'm joined by the Mark Weber. Dub them E's. And Mark, we've got a we've got a pretty jam-packed show, but before we get into everything, you doing okay today, bud? Damn, doing great. You doing okay? You, you, I got here. I, I mean, it. the Chicago Bears losing running back Matt Forte. You still feeling the pain on that? Um, still crying a little bit? No. I mean, it wasn't the most surprising thing in the world. It was a little surprising. It was surprising that it happened like boom that Friday. right away. Like, Whoa! Yeah. You thought there'd be at least a tiny bit of negotiation, and then mm-hmm. it was just oh, this isn't going to work. You kind of figured it probably wasn't going to work out. Um. But it was pretty quick. It was pretty quick. But you know what? Rip the band-aid off. I gotta ask you if you're doing mm-hmm. okay though, because the Bears are your team. Yeah. And I know if we if my Vikings lost to Adrian Peterson, I'd be devastated. Yeah, but you know what, Matt Forte, um, you gotta think. I mean, the guy's done great things, done wonderful things for the Bears the entire time he's been here. Uh, and he will definitely be missed next year. But next year wasn't gonna be the year anyways. Mm-hmm. So it's a good time, I guess, to cut loose and figure out what's gonna happen next. But also you know, it'll be interesting to see what Matt Forte's got left in the tank in these coming years. So you guys know that you can obviously tell that the first thing we're going to talk about is Matt Forte. Where is he going to Where is he gonna fit in? We may throw in there where the Bears move from him. It seems pretty apparent, though, that they may look to Jeremy Langsford for that answer. We're also going to be talking some NFL franchise tagging. And then our final section, we get to talk about my favorite player in the NFL, the All-American Kirk Cousins and the Washington Redskins and Mark. But we're going to start with your Chicago Bears, who we were just talking about a little bit. Matt Forte is officially gone. Two sides saying, you know what, we're going to move apart after eight years. It was more of the Bears, though, that said, you know what, thanks, Matt, but we're not going mm-hmm. to re-sign you. I'm putting you in the shoes right away. Matt Forte, who do you want to go to? If you had your pick of the litter, you can go to any of the other 31 NFL teams. Who does Matt Forte want to play for? Well, I do want to say off the thing, I think it's it tells a lot about the Bears organization and what they what their timeline is, what they think they're accomplishing, how they feel they did uh, in the draft and everything. And they think they did pretty well. Jeremy Langford, they thought he did a good job. Uh, and they think he's going to be a future. They also think that the future is not now. Uh, so that's why they let a guy like Matt Forte leave. That's why next year it's probably Jay Cutler that's going to leave. And then after that, you know, we should have a fresh new batch of all you future probably, Chicago Bears. You probably made a ton of Bear fans, mm-hmm. more so the older Bear fans, because as I've noticed anything about gauging gauging the room when it comes to Chicago Bear fans, it's the younger Bear fans. I'd call us younger Bear fans being late 20s, mid 20s. Um, I would call us young bear fans where Mm -hmm. you, Dave from the fast break, you guys don't have a problem with Jay Cutler, but the older that you ask bear fans, let's say like people in their forties and older hate Jay Cutler, can't stand Jay Cutler, want him out of town, which is strange because they've seen so many terrible bears quarterbacks. You know, I've seen a lot of Bears, ter- like terrible Bears quarterbacks, mm-hmm. but I haven't gotten the full wealth of experience <laughs> as someone, uh, you know, a couple, uh, you know, 10 years older than me has seen. They've had 10 more years of shitty quarterbacks. Remember Cade McNown? 
Oh, yeah. Yeah, I remember when you guys drafted Cade McNown. Thought he was going to be, he's the one. He's the I one remember, to bring you to the promised land. I remember when every other guy was the one who was going to do it. <laughs> and yet every other guy was not the guy who did it. But I was just saying you were probably making mm-hmm. their day just hearing that Jay Cutler could be the one to go. Well, eventually he's got to retire, season. right? Yeah, eventually he's got to go. <laughs> yeah. Does he does he stick around? I mean, this is a little sidetrack, but does he, does he end up with the Bears for his whole career? Or do you um, really think he's going to go? You know, I, I think he'll go uh, after this season. I don't think he's going to hang it up really quick. I mean, unless he really loves family life because mm-hmm. he's going to have, what, his third kid now? Um, so he's really into the family life. So maybe that will do it. I don't really know. He's not like he's got a broadcasting career ahead of him or something like that. Although maybe he can, you know, analyze film. He's a smart guy, but... Not like he, Charles Woodson, who's already going to TV. Yeah, he's not going to be the guy who, you know, takes off the cleats and the next day puts on the suit. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, yeah, that's not going to happen. So I, I definitely think he's going to go probably somewhere else just to either be the stopgap quarterback... You know, whether it's like a, a Fitz Magic situation where it's like, hey, we just want someone who's going to perform for a little bit, keep us in the running while we kind of figure out the quarterback situation. Or is he going to, you know, go somewhere where he's going to be the backup to a better quarterback uh, where, you know, he's just like, he doesn't have to do very much. They just want him in case. He's the backup plan. Uh, you know, it's one of those things I think will happen because I don't think he's going to hang it up in the next year, essentially. Uh, although it would be nice to see him end it in Chicago because, you know, a good huge chunk of his career is being played in Chicago. Mm-hmm. Uh, it would have been nice to have Matt Forte end in Chicago, too. But sometimes that type of that type of kind of hopeful, you know, the hopeful uh, feeling for the players doesn't happen. You don't get as many players anymore who just stay on one team forever. Well, and I mean, we're going to circle back to Matt Forte because mm-hmm. that's who we really want to talk about with the Bears. I don't even know why. And, I went into your Jay Cutler talk, but to me, mm-hmm. the big thing, I know I asked you if you're Matt Forte, who do you want to sign with? But the one thing I think, you got to go to a team that's Super Bowl ready right when you walk yeah. into the door. And that's why I think a lot of people are going to say New England Patriots. That's where you go. Hey, that's, that's number a, one. That's a team where I said it to Sean, mm-hmm. Sean Anderson here at Most Valuable Podcast, when that Friday when... Matt Forte was like, okay, he's going to be done. I was like, hey, man, you may be getting the golden goose with him being a Patriots fan as well. Like, Matt Forte would be a great fit for a Patriots team that already has the franchise quarterback, has a pretty good receiving core. I mean, yeah, Julian Edelman's getting older, and Gronkowski, you need something else other Mm -hmm. than Gronkowski receiving-wise. But... Besides the offensive line, that team is pretty rock solid each and every year. Yeah. To me, it's either the Seahawks or the Patriots are mm-hmm. you can step in and win a Super Bowl day yeah. one. Yeah. I mean, I think a lot of people think Patriots because his full wealth of skills will be utilized, obviously. Mm-hmm. You know, Bill Belichick will make it happen. But I really think when you think about Matt Forte and what Matt Forte has experienced, the culture that he came into when he was drafted, the Seattle Seahawks are the team that make the most sense. Not only do you stay in the conference, and for some reason players have a love of their conference, mm-hmm. you remember Peyton Manning literally saying, I'm not playing for an NFC team. I'm staying in the AFC. Why that matters, who knows? But, you know, it's not like this is baseball. Um, that, I think, will have a little bit of an effect. He doesn't mind cold weather, so either one will work, but it's a little colder in New England than it is in Seattle. It just rains a lot in Seattle. Yeah, you might as well 
go with a place that's a little bit warmer. I mean, the guy came from Tulane, after all. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, and yes, they don't really have the big name guy in New England, but Seattle just lost a big name guy. Marshawn Lynch is gone. There is a big opening. They are going to be desperate. I don't think that Matt Forte has as much leverage with the New England Patriots, who they're going no matter what. They are going to probably be Super Bowl favorites from day one. Seattle Seahawks, there might be some argument about whether they are Super Bowl favorites or not. So he's got a little bit more leverage to say, hey, you just lost your number one guy. You really think Fred Jackson is the answer to your Marshawn Lynch question? Thomas Rawls did great when Marshawn Lynch went down with the injury. But he, Matt Forte is going to be sitting there going, you really think that is the the one guy who's going to take up the mantle? Now, he can do a lot. He can sure do a lot. But getting Matt Forte in there makes that team a little bit more versatile, makes them a little bit better. You got Russell Wilson scrambling around out there. Don't you want a guy like Matt Forte who can catch the ball? And, you know, how See, often does Russell Wilson need to buy time because mm-hmm. his guys aren't open? Well, my whole thing is and with the Seahawks. Mm-hmm. My biggest question mark coming in is what do the Seahawks, what is their plan for Thomas Rawls? Because he came in when Marshawn Lynch went down, he was the guy. And he had a game against the Bears, ran for over 100 yards against the Bengals, 169, and a touchdown over 200 yards against the Niners in a 100-yard game in Minnesota against my Vikings. And this was, it's right now, Thomas Rawls is under contract where he's going to be a restricted free agent in 2018. And right now, his, like the money that he's going to make next year, 525K. That is effing cheap. So I know that the Seattle Seahawks are the kings of cheap players. And I know that you had just lost Marshawn Lynch. But if you have a guy like Thomas Rawls, who's going to be that cheap, mm-hmm. you got him for two years. We were talking about last year how this team's got to spread the money around. And we had a lockout, or not a lockout, a holdout mm-hmm. this year, basically because they had a guy in Cam Chancellor who's like, you know what, screw it, I'm gone. I'm, You know what, I'm going to hold out until I get the money that I deserve that's something to me to where it's like, you know what? If I'm the Seahawks, if Matt Matt Forte's agent even calls me, I go, hey, man, thanks, but no thanks, because we've got Thomas Rawls, and he's cheaper than but your But those guys. guys, too, are completely different kind of running backs. Rawls and Matt Forte are going to do very different things. Where, you know, Marshawn Lynch wasn't the 100% he's going to do everything, but he mm-hmm. did a lot out there. I think you get both these guys. Go a little bit running back by committee, you know, because Matt Forte is not the not the young guy who's going to do it all on his own anymore. So he can't really do that. Either one of these teams, whether it's the Patriots or the Seahawks, he's going to probably be running back by committee. But I think he's got a little bit better odds in Seattle. And I think that it's just the team that he's more used to. It's a, you know, I mean, we just had the LOB not too long ago. Yeah. Where does Matt Forte come from? The Monsters of the Midway. Mm-hmm. He likes a team that's got some good defense that has that. I think that just, you know, it's a little bit motivating factor. I think you go to a team like New England, you know, you're not you're in a different territory. You're in a team that's all about offense. Matt Forte, the last time you were on a team all about offense, it did not go well. Your head coach well got kicked out. Your general manager got kicked out. New management came in. 
Not saying that really has that much of an effect, but, you know, it, it's something that I'm sure pops up in his mind. Mm-hmm. Either one of these teams, I think, are going to be a home run for the guy. Oh, it is. And I'm looking some of the big free agents this offseason that Seattle has to kind of think about. They've got Russell Okung, Bruce Irving, uh, Jermaine Curse, some of the big guys that two of those on that, one of those, I should say, on that defensive side in Irving that they need to get a contract for. Also, next year, they have coming up, Doug Baldwin's going to be up. You've got Stephen mm-hmm. Hauschka that's going to be up. I know the kicker, sometimes it's like, well, he's not going to be that much. But right now, I'm Hey, looking, Ricky, you know how important a kicker is. Hey, $8.5 million right now mm-hmm. for Hauschka in that last contract. So that's like not, that's not chump change that we're looking at Rawls's contract. Mm-hmm. To me, out of the two... I would say the safe bet would be the Patriots, only because it running well, back— Patriots are always the safe well, bet. The running back, it's like, okay, you've got some running backs, mm-hmm. but it's not like we're Seattle. They can go, you know what, we need to spread the money so so many other do, places that mm-hmm. Rawls could be the do best choice because he's cheaper. that because there's going to be a lot of money that has to go around, as we keep saying with the Seattle Seahawks, mm-hmm. do you think they almost get into a, well, it's time to win now type of mentality? Of, hey, we're going to start losing a lot of these guys. We got to kind of not necessarily start from scratch, but we're going to have to try and mimic what we've done before. So let's just get a guy like Matt Forte, really complete this offense. We've already got a great defense, and then we just have it to where we can win now because we've got the best offense now and the best defense. It's weird because this year, I don't know what it was with the Seahawks. Early on, I. In my seasonal grade video, I said that it was the Cam Chancellor holdout, yeah. which is why they struggled. He showed so up early. and all of a sudden it, everything was great. He showed up and everything clicked. So I don't know if it was really Super Bowl hangover or just you didn't have everybody that you needed to on the field. This is a Seattle team, though, that because of this year is in an interesting spot. Are you going to take the leap and say, okay, next year we're not going to have a holdout at the beginning of the year, hopefully, so we're going to get back to form? Or are you at the part where, okay, we fell down to a six-seeded team. Are we teeter-tottering to where we're going to be quickly flipped out of the playoffs? And I know Seattle Seahawks fans are typing ferociously right now in the comment section because I just said their team may miss the playoffs. But that's a situation where the Seahawks may be in because they have to spread the money around because we don't know how many of their free agents they're going to keep. Some other teams that I'm going to throw out there for you. And this is, I'm looking right now at an NFL.com article that has five teams that Matt Forte could fit with. We named two of them, the top two, the Patriots and the Seahawks. I'll give you the other three. The Dallas Cowboys, the Baltimore Ravens, and the Green Bay Packers. And the inter- the most interesting out of those three to me, can you guess which one I'm going to say? Dallas Cowboys? No, I'm going to say the Baltimore Ravens. Really? The reason being is, I mean, I know they have Justin Forsett, who did well, broke his arm week 11, and then it went on to Talia Farrow. But the last time this Ravens team was really good... They had a running back like Ray Rice. Mm -hmm. So maybe Matt Forte can come in, be a better back than Justin Forsett, 
and the Ravens, because the Ravens and Cowboys, to me, are in the same situation. They have a high draft pick this year, but they're going to be one of those teams that we have a high draft pick this year, but then we're back in the playoffs next year. It could work like that that easy because both of them had injuries, and that's why they struggled in 2015. Do you really think that Matt Forte wants to go back on a team that has Mark Tressman on it? No, no. That's the only reason why I would say no, he doesn't, is because of Mark Tressman. Yeah, he he remembers Mark Tressman. He remembers him very well. And I'm sure he's not thinking too fondly of those days. See, in the quote that from this article that was written by Connor Orr on NFL.com, and I quote, And with Mark Tressman calling the plays, Forte won't have a difficult time learning the new playbook. Yeah, he may not be able, like, he he may be able to learn the playbook, but that's the only thing. Does he really want to play in an offense that's run by Mark Tressman again? Yeah, he remembers. And we're getting to, well, it was the first year Mark Tressman, Mark Tressman's era in Chicago, or not in Chicago, in Baltimore. And that goes well. It's that second and third Mm -hmm. year where things start to kind of get off the hinge. Uh, so yeah, I don't think Matt Forte wants anything to do with that, you know. And I don't, I don't blame him. Dallas Cowboys, I think, is interesting. I think he's going to have to do a little bit more work if he's in Dallas. But they're another team that's right there, ready to go, and they're a team that probably can pay him some money because you know it's Jerry Jones. It's not like he likes managing things very well, and they have one of the better offensive lines. The whole thing about why they were real willing to lose a great running back, as they said, doesn't matter who we put back there. We can put some scrub back there, and they can run behind this line. Didn't quite work out well, and then Tony Romo got hurt. But I think Matt Forte could do great things behind that line, and he could help out Tony Romo a lot by mm-hmm. letting him get the ball out of his hand quick. Then he doesn't spend you know the vast majority of the season hurt on the sidelines. See, there's another thing that I'm going to throw out into this whole Matt Forte free agency conversation. Matt for it'd be different if Matt Forte was the main back for this offseason. He's the main one right now because as of today, when we're recording the podcast, February 16th, today was the first day that teams could say, you know what, Mark, we're franchise tagging you. You're still one of us for one more year. However, there are two, maybe three running backs. And I say three because that third one, I don't know if I want to put him up in the tier with Matt Forte and the other two. But unless franchise tags happen, this free agency class could have Doug Martin, Chris Ivory, Mm -hmm. Matt Forte, and the guy who I was like, eh, do I want to put him in this class? Lamar Miller from the Dolphins. So this is a running back class that, I mean... The Cowboys, yeah, they need a running back, but are they going to go for a Matt Forte? Are they going to say, hey, you know what, Jerry Jones, let's overpay for Doug Martin. Yeah. Let's overpay for a Chris Ivory kind of a thing. That's the one thing. Another thing that's going to hurt Matt Forte is there are other running backs in this draft class that could be vying for the same jobs that he does. Let's say the Seahawks. What if they go get Doug Martin instead of Matt Forte? Mm Mm-hmm. There's definitely a lot of options. And, you know, maybe it hurts, maybe it doesn't. Maybe there's a lot of teams that feel like they need to get a guy. And I, I think Matt Forte probably isn't going for the job. He doesn't want to be the only guy. I'm sure he's willing to do it, but I think he knows that at this point 
He's going to be best served if he has kind of a complimentary back out there or he's mm-hmm. got a few that are going to help out and reduce that load, kind of how he was doing with Jeremy Langford in Chicago. I think that's going to be the best situation. I'm sure he knows it. I'm going to throw it in our team for you. This team has a free agent running back right now in James Starks. Could we see a move from Ted Thompson, the general manager of the Green Bay Packers, to say, I know we've got Eddie Lacy out there, but to kind of go what you said, Mark, when we were talking about the Seahawks, hey, let's go ahead and get Forte and kind of use a two-back system. Give Aaron Rodgers mm-hmm. a pass-catching running back, have him be a mentor to Eddie Lacy, and have a two-back system between Forte and Lacy. I don't know if the Packers need it. I mean, I, I don't... They they were pretty good with Eddie Lacy and just Eddie Lacy at first. Um, and I know he had that off year. Mm-hmm. Things weren't looking so great. Um, you know, I, I don't necessarily put a huge blame on Eddie Lacy for that. But the Packers also don't spend a lot of money in free agency. They don't go for the big guys. Not that Matt Forte is the biggest option out there, but they the typically la- don't. The last time they did anything in free agency that was big was when they went ahead and kind of pulled away Julius Jardiner Peppers away from the Bears, yeah. just like this would be. Yeah, and that was a guy who a lot of people were saying, ooh, he doesn't have much left in the tank. And then, you know, he kind of proved that wrong. So that wouldn't even be a huge move in that case. So I don't know if they go for Matt Forte. It's just it's not in the Packers' DNA to do it. I think it would be worthwhile for them because it's probably worthwhile for anybody to go grab Matt Forte. I, I just don't think, think I, it helps that much. I don't think I could picture Matt Forte in a Packer uniform. No, I just don't think sure. I could do it. And I think Bear fans would kind of get – I know that your team, it was one of those things where it's like, okay, we're letting you go, Matt. But I think Bear fans, some of them may just get sick to their stomach. Yeah. Thinking of one of your own putting on that that Packer yellow and that Packer white, the Packer green, however you want to think about it. Before we wrap this segment up, is there any team we didn't talk about that you're like, that could be a fit for Matt Forte? I really don't think so. I mean, I, I think it's going to be pretty clear. The man wants to win a Super Bowl. He's never really had the opportunity to really go out there and get that Super Bowl win. Mm-hmm. You know, he's yeah, you he he's been in a NFC conference game, but that's not the same. You know, he wants that one extra step. He wants to get there. He's going to go to the one one of the you know three four contenders for sure. You know, you kind of before we started recording, kind of half-jokingly put out the Denver Broncos, but I don't think it's going to happen. Even though Gary Kubiak might not be a bad fit for a guy like Matt Forte, I, d- I just can't see it happening. I don't I don't think that one... I don't think Matt Forte wants to go with a not-proven quarterback. I think he wants to go to a Tom Brady, a Russell Wilson, a Tony Romo. You know, he wants to go to one of these guys that he knows can, in fact, get there and win a Super Bowl. And I, I know I put Tony Romo in the category of guys who can get there and win a Super Bowl, but... Hear me out, people. I got two teams that could be dark horses, but I don't think they're going to be seriously, either seriously vying for Matt Forte Mm -hmm. or a serious option in the mind of Matt Forte. The first one is the Colts. The Frank Gore experience didn't work. I know he's still got two years on his contract. That comes up in 2018. However, that didn't work. Is it going to work even with Andrew Luck out there? That could be a team that tries to make a push for a Matt Forte. The other one, and this one is more of Matt Forte 
probably not wanting to go there because, let's be honest, they're probably not going to win the Super Bowl next year. The Houston Texans. No, they got some issues they got to work out. They got to get a quarterback answer. I mean, that's their number one is they need a quarterback. Mm-hmm. But I mean, with a running back and Matt Forte could be the guy. Him, Chris Ivory, Doug Martin, they could be guys that change what we're even thinking in mock drafts because it's like, yeah. oh, okay. The Texans get a running back. Well, a they don't need Ezekiel Elliott anymore. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's why we always say the the early mock, mock drafts you got to take them with a mm-hmm. grain of salt. But um, you know, it's it just the Texans they got to figure out the quarterback situation first because a guy like Matt Forte, yeah, you can throw Andrew Luck in the category of quarterbacks that can go and win a Super Bowl, but he wants one of those guys. He for sure wants one of them. So okay, we're gonna move on to franchise tags, and today, like I mentioned earlier. Today is the first day that teams can go ahead and franchise tag players. One of the guys that we're expecting to get franchise tagged, and this is where we're going to start the conversation, he's expected to get franchise tagged, but they're still going to try to work out a deal with him. Von Miller. Does Mm -hmm. he get a long-term deal with the Broncos, or do we eventually see him get tagged? I can't imagine that the Broncos are willing to let this guy go. I mean, he's your Super Bowl MVP. If he didn't win the Super Bowl MVP, you know, maybe there's an idea that they could just franchise tag him. He's kind of earned the right to demand his price at this point. Not only did he shut down Tom Brady, but then he shut down Cam Newton. Two of the best quarterbacks, Mm -hmm. the two MVP hopefuls, and then the actual MVP winner. So he's kind of earned the right to say, yeah, this is what I want, pay up. And I, yeah, you don't want to do that if you're if you're the Broncos. You don't want to just give the man what he wants. But you have to know, you know, you know that this is the guy who led everything. He is one of the biggest reasons why you were able to win that Super Bowl. You're gonna to have to pay up. You really will. I'm gonna throw something out there. The last three players to get franchise tagged by the Broncos: Matt Prater, Ryan Clady, Demarius Thomas. You want to know the one thing that all three of these players had in common? What's that? They got long-term deals before training camp opened. Mm -hmm. How this is probably going to work. Here's the timeline if you do not know. Today, like I said, players can get franchise tagged. Teams have until March 1st at it's 3 p.m. our time in the central time zone, 4 p.m. Eastern on March 1st. That's the deadline. So around March 1st, maybe the day before, which I think is February 29th this year because we have 29 days yeah, in February this year, that is around the time we're going to see most of these tags kind of getting thrown out there. Von Miller will probably get tagged unless there's a deal before then. Mm-hmm. He will, if he gets tagged, which he probably will, he's going to have a deal before training camp opens. Yeah, There's no way the Broncos let this guy walk away. But the thing with the Broncos and the thing that I immediately kind of just kind of think of right away is, okay, you're trying to work out a deal with Von Miller. Another guy that they need to try to lock up, Malik Jackson, Mm -hmm. another outside rusher on the team right now. He's only 26. But that's a guy where it's like, okay, Von Miller got his money. Could I maybe sneak away at 
the next free agency period because you don't have enough money to pay me because you gave it all to Vaughn. And those are the things that they're thinking, the Broncos organization, they're thinking long-term too. So, you know, they have the question of, okay, how much can we give a guy like uh, a guy like Von Miller while holding on to some more money over here too? I don't know. It's going to be very interesting. The man won the Super Bowl MVP for a reason. You know, he shut down Tom Brady for a reason. He deserves to get paid. You can't afford to not pay him. It really is as simple as that. You have to pay this man. I hate to be... So, you know, just cut and dry with this, but he earned it. He's going to get the money that he deserves. Give him that money. Plain and simple. Okay. Another player that I'm going to throw out there. We're going to stay in the AFC West. I'm going to put you in the chief shoes. Mm -hmm. Eric Berry. Do you franchise Eric Berry for the Kansas City Chiefs? Yeah, the Kansas City Chiefs are tough. They really are. Eric Berry's great. You want him. You want to keep him. You want to keep him around as long as you can. He's a great piece of that defense. But the Chiefs are in that weird, mediocre, like middle ground mm-hmm. of they are a playoff team. They're capable to get there. They can get there. They can compete. But they're not good enough yet to really get to the Super Bowl. They're not really competing for the Super Bowl. They're just kind of there. Do you let a guy like Eric Berry go, and then take a step back and hope you can get back there, or do you keep him? And have limited resources to really work with what you, you know, with what you have and just a little bit more. It's a tough spot. It really is. Um, I'm I'm really not sure. I can't imagine that he does get the franchise tag. I think they'll get a a deal worked out. Mm -hmm. I don't think Eric Berry really wants to leave the Chiefs. He's a pretty central piece of that team. So I think... I think he'll give them a good enough deal and they'll be able to work something out. I don't think he's going to be the guy who's demanding the very top amount of cash and won't take anything less, but I guess only time will tell in that case. Because, see, the one thing I'm thinking of is with the Chiefs, Eric Berry's either going to get tagged or he gets a deal and then nobody gets tagged. But the one thing I'm looking at is out of all the free agents this year for the Chiefs, the one that kind of screams out to me is Tom Bahali, outside linebacker. And if you can't get it, like, I know there's nothing out yet that, hey, we, we're not getting a deal done with Hali, but to me, if you can get a deal done with Eric Berry, mm-hmm. you got to use the franchise tag on Tomba then. Because to me, I would say Tomba Hali is more useful to this defense than Eric Berry. And the reason why I say that is Eric Berry's great. He's a stopper in the middle and in that safety. Some would say that, hey, you aren't trying to find an elite corner because they have cornerback Sean Smith, Jamal Fleming. Those guys are up this year. Finding an elite corner is hard to come by. Where there's other guys that say, you know what, finding an elite safety mm. is hard to come by. Eric Berry, though, is too much of a story to let go. And when I say that, I don't mean like, oh, he's always in the headlines. I'm just saying he, this past season, he was the feel-good story of the year. Oh, for sure. Comes back from defeating cancer. Big motivation to the team. Comeback player of the year. He's the spark plug to that team. So to me, I, Eric Berry, you got to get a deal done with him. Yeah, But if you don't, you have to go ahead and franchise tag him. I'm going to bring up a player that 
is close to home for you. Alshon Jeffrey, mm-hmm. do you think the Bears get a deal done with Jeffrey, or do you think the Bears are eventually going to say, you're tagged? No, I think a deal will get done. I mean, they the Bears know Alshon Jeffrey is a very important part. I know that early on they were saying, oh, the Bears have been looking at wide receivers. You know, they, they've been paying attention to him. And I don't doubt that they have. You know, that's kind of a little bit of a motivation for Alshon Jeffrey to go, oh, man, I can't demand anything I want. Mm-hmm. They are willing to take somebody else early on. But, you know, you, you got to go with him. You lost Brandon Marshall. Uh, rumor has it you might just lose um, you might just lose Bennett as well. So you're kind of looking and going, all right, Alshon Jeffrey's the guy. Marquise Wilson still is not working out as the number two that we want him to be. We have Kevin White, and we're hopeful for that. But we really can't just hope that he works out. Hope that Marquise Wilson works out. Hope that we draft someone who's going to work out. You know you have a great piece in Alshon Jeffrey. You got to lock him up. Don't let. Don't even use the franchise tag. Don't even think about franchise tag. Lock him up to a long-term deal. Get him to be a centerpiece of this team for as long as you can. And really the one thing that when we're looking at these teams, the Bears being one of them, they've got Alshon mm. Jeffrey – Another team, the Jets, Muhammad Wilkerson, their big free agent, and the other team that I'm looking at, the Panthers, like Josh Norman. Yeah. These teams that have like that one big free agent mm-hmm. that they're gonna be like, we gotta keep him. Odds are those guys are they're gonna friend. find a way to yeah. To they're do gonna it. either get a deal or franchise tag them. It's the teams that have more than one. And two that jump out to me, one, the Miami Dolphins, where you may be sitting there going, Ricky, some, really? Some with the Dolphins jumped out to Ricky. They're not really that great of a team, but they're going to restructure. I think it's this offseason they get to restructure Nadamik and Sue's contract, mm-hmm. make a little money room. They've got two free agents that they can either franchise, they can use the franchise tag with because with these two, Olivier Vernon, defensive end, and running back Lamar Miller. One of these guys is hitting free agency. The other one's probably either getting a deal or tagged. Yeah. If you are the Dolphins, Vernon or Miller, who do you target? I'm going to go with Vernon. I want the defense, you know, the defensive power. You you look at that roster and you think, where is the best part of this team? Getting to the quarterback. defense. Yeah. You can get to a quarterback. You can rush. You got Nadam can sue who's going to eat up space, he's going to demand attention. That's when you let these, you know, the edge rushers get around and get to a quarterback. You can replace a running back. You can find somebody else to mm-hmm. be your running back. I don't think you are going to let yourself lose a very important part to that defense, which is already, you know, just very scary. It's very scary looking. They didn't perform as well as they probably should have. Hell, you but could, things are going to change. You could even go out and get a guy like James Starks who Right now on a list that I'm looking at is ranked as the fifth. Because mm-hmm. the Dolphins wouldn't go out and pay for a Doug Martin, a Chris Ivory, a Matt Forte. You can go out and get like a James Starks. Yeah. You can go out and get like a lower tier running back and able to fit in. Another team, though, looking in on two free agents. I'm going to go ahead and answer this one. We've got the Seahawks. We talked about them. Russell Okun or Bruce Irvin. Mm-hmm. This one I think is a no-brainer. You look at that linebacker and go, hey, Russell, we love you, 
but we can't have two Russells on the same offense. The quarterback's a little yeah. bit more important. Now we got to protect him. But the thing that makes this team, the Seattle Seahawks, is LLB. Mm-hmm. So we got to go ahead and get Bruce Irvin yeah. in there long term. That's the thing that won you a Super Bowl. Defense won you that Super Bowl. What did Russell Wilson do? He kind of lost you a Super Bowl. I just want to throw that out there. The man threw an interception. Anyways, um, but no, I mean, the defense won you a Super Bowl. That's what the big deal was. That's what really made this happen. That's what's going to do it again. You know, I, I don't think that Russell Wilson, you know, great quarterback and everything, but I don't think that is, you don't want to become an offensive team. You want to keep the defense. Seattle Seahawks, go defense. Okay. Here's here's one thing I'm going to ask that kind of leads us uh-huh. into our last topic. Now, Kirk Cousins. Yeah. We're going to talk in a little bit about what team bets best fits him. But before we get that, a little bit of a tease if you're listening on YouTube because we're going to cut it off pretty soon. Mm-hmm. And you'll have to wait till tomorrow. So if you're going to get really angry, just turn it off now. But we'll talk franchise tag at the end of this YouTube video. For Kirk Cousins, if you're the Redskins, I know they said that the deal is that we're no longer talking, but do the Redskins go, you know what, we can't let him walk away, boom, you're tagged? No, I don't think so. Um, I think they know that he's fairly unproven, uh, that there's a good possibility this was just one little flash in the pan, it was just a fluke. They're probably nervous about all that. They're going to take their time. I think they're going to be very conservative about this. I don't think they jump in with both feet. Uh, you know, they're going to play it safe. He, Kirk Cousins really doesn't deserve a huge deal. He probably wants it, but he didn't do enough to get it. So I don't think they're going to give him anything huge or anything like that. But for him, I honestly think Kirk Cousins has a good... If he gets franchise tagged, that might be the best thing for him. Because he's got one more year to really prove himself and demand that big money. Instead of getting that kind of mediocre contract. I mean, if he can convince somebody to pay him a huge contract... You know, that's amazing. Good job. He did a great job. He should give his agent a raise. But I don't think that's going to happen. He sh- he would be benef- he would benefit from having a short-term deal, having a franchise tag, and getting out there, proving that he's the real deal, if he is, and then getting that big contract next time. Here's what I think on Kirk Cousins, and more so with the Redskins. Right now, where we fit free agency where we fit in the draft. If I'm the Redskins, I'm looking and saying, hey, you know what? We may we may want to franchise tag this guy. Because right now, and this article I'm looking at is from actually 49ers.com, is the top five free agents that they have listed for quarterback. Kirk Cousins is one. Sam Bradford is two, who... Could get franchise tag, but even if he's not, do you no. want Sam Bradford on your team? Ryan Fitzpatrick, who's probably like I would assume he's probably going to stay with the Jets because of a good season. Yeah, he'll that probably he take whatever deal year. he can get. Brock, he's at the end of his career. Brock the cock, who I'm assuming stays in Denver because Peyton's probably going to walk off into the sunset and they're already sooner saying, rather than later. They're already saying that John Elway is all talk at this moment. He's already moved on. As much as he's saying. We're waiting for Peyton. Mm -hmm. No, he's done. So if you write those three quarterbacks, Bradford, Fitzy, and Brock the Cock off the list, the best quarterback besides Kirk Cousins is Matt Hasselbeck. So to me, for the Redskins, it may be smart just 
to franchise Kirk Cousins, even if you can't get one done, because by the time you get to draft all three of the quarterbacks that you want are going to be gone in the draft, and then you got to yeah. reach for Kirk Cousins. But here's where we're going to go. and For uh, Connor Cook. For Connor Cook. But here's where we're going to go. If you're listening on the YouTube, that was a weird cutoff because I just ended with Connor Cook. Now we're going to be talking about Kirk Cousins, though. Let's say as of right now, yeah, the Redskins and Kirk Cousins have broken off negotiations. No further talks are scheduled. Another source recently, I'm reading this from the article, recently told ESPN that the two sides were not close in earlier discussions and that the gap had not been closed in the ensuing weeks. Assuming Kirk Cousins hits free agency, Mark, what team is the best fit for the All-American? You know, it's tough. It really is. I don't necessarily think that there is a team where he can go to and just automatically everything's great. Maybe the Eagles is not a bad move because the Eagles might be sitting there going, hey, Sam Bradford didn't work out that great. Let's try another guy. Not that Sam Bradford was terrible, but he didn't work out great, so let's try somebody else. Another team that might be thinking the same thing, but they're more thinking, yeah, that quarterback did not work out, might be the Rams. Moving to L.A., they need a new quarterback. I don't think you want to go there because it's not a better move. Mm -hmm. I look at what the Redskins are, you know, a playoff team, a team that wins a division, and then I look at the other teams that are going to need a quarterback. There's nowhere that you're moving up. You're either moving laterally or you're moving back. So do you just want to get away from this management? Because if you want to get away from the management, hell, I don't blame you. You know, but I don't necessarily know that Kirk Cousins wants to do that. I honestly think he's going to stay in Washington. They're going to get it done. They're going to make it happen. Any of these other places, I just don't think there's anything that's that tempting for him to go because he just had a little taste of success he wants to start any of the other teams he can start on besides maybe like the Houston Texans. I don't think there's anything that's really that appealing to Here's you. Here's in my mind. I'm going to quickly go down through all 32 teams and tell you how many yeah. he could start for the bills. I'd say he could start for Yeah, Tyrod Taylor's pretty good, but he could probably start for the bills. That's one, but he has to compete. In He's got to compete. Dalton or Dolphins? No. Tannehill. Patriots? No. Brady. Jets? Probably no. Fitzpatrick. Ravens? Flacco. Bengals? Dalton. We'll throw the Browns in there because they never have a quarterback that's of any use. The Steelers? Roethlisberger. Texans? We'll throw them into the mix. Colts have Locke. Jags have Bortles. Titans have Mariota. Broncos will have Brock the Cock. Alex Smith, Derek Carr, Phillip Rivers. That rounds out the AFC. Romo, Manning, maybe the Eagles. Redskins make five. The entire NFC South has quarterbacks to their name. The entire NFC South and North have quarterbacks to their name. And the Rams, six teams. To me, the best two, maybe the Rams, because they are looking for a quarterback. I think you could throw the 49ers in there. That's right, because Colin Kaepernick wants out of town in the 49ers. So... Unless you want to go play for a Chip Kelly, which I don't know why you would. I don't think that—it just doesn't make sense. Kirk Cousins and Chip Kelly is not something that adds up. And this is before teams go ahead and select quarterbacks. Like, the Browns could select 
like Carson Wentz, and then okay, yeah. we don't need you. We're gonna start our guy. The, the Rams Browns could and the take, Rams are pretty likely yeah, to do the this. The Rams could take Paxton Lynch and say, you know what, we don't need you. Hell, the 49ers could go Jared Goff. We don't need you, Kirk Cousins. Because of the amount of teams that already have a quarterback, that's like, okay, yeah, we're good. If I'm Kirk Cousins, I try to do anything to get a deal just with the Redskins. Yeah, for because sure. to me, in the end, it may come down to he either stays with the Redskins, goes to Houston because they're they're probably going to be scrambling for a quarterback because they made the playoffs. They're not going to be able to get one of those first round quarterbacks unless, unless somebody the, has a bad com or a combine. Unless day or the Rams surprise and say, you know what, we're not going to go with a quarterback. We've got Peyton Manning. Unless something like that happens, the Texans are probably going to have to wait till maybe round two, round three to get a quarterback. So he's Kirk Cousins is probably going to have Redskins, Texans, and then maybe like the Bills, who will say, you know what, we'll sign you. You can compete with mm-hmm. Tyrod Taylor in the offseason to win the job. It also depends for the Bills on how desperate they are because the Ryan make, brothers have one year. Yeah, they, they got to make, make the playoffs. playoffs. So the defense, you know, was pretty decent. Uh, Tyrod Taylor surprised a lot of people for sure. Uh-huh. They got to make the playoffs. That's it. What do they think about a guy like Kirk Cousins? Is this a guy that they can go and win now? Because they have to get a wild card spot because they're not going to beat Tom Brady. No, they're not going to beat Tom Brady. So you're competing for one of two spots. It's pretty narrow. It's gonna it's gonna be tougher, and I don't know. I don't know why Kirk Cousins like. We don't know if it's Kirk Cousins wanting too much money or if it's the Redskins saying, hey, you know what? This is what we're going to give you, and they're trying to undercut him. Yeah. But Kirk Cousins is in a weird kind of a spot because for the first time in his career, he had success. Mm -hmm. And he came out and he was a, you could say, an internet fad for a week or two, maybe even the rest of the season. I don't know. The, he was, it was lasting with, for a well, while. That's, I'm saying with the, you like that yeah, thing. With that's how many saying. people were quoting the, people were you into like that. that? You like that? So I hated every second of it, he personally. Be, he, beca- he came kind of this He's a meme. successful meme. He became a great, like I'm not going to say great, but he became a sex, a successful a quarterback. sexy quarterback. Yeah, well, he's not sexy, Rexy. Let's not get ahead no, of No, but he is the All-American. But he is the, the corn-fed All-American. But he he had success this season. And yes, when they ran into a real team like the Packers, they lost. And even but, then, the Packers arguably weren't that real yeah, of a team. Well, it was, not this year. It was more real than the Eagles, who they had to beat to mm-hmm. just win the division because the Cowboys were so injury-struck. It's weird because usually when you have a su- a successful season like this, you get the big contract. Yeah. But in Kirk Cousins' case, it may be another, well, I'm going to get a long-term deal, but it may not be that mega deal mm-hmm. like I hope it And it be. shouldn't be. And I, I got to think that he knows he's not going to get he's the mega deal. He's not a Cam deal. Newton. He's not a Cam Newton. It's not like he went in there, started... And blew everybody away he through for nine, five thousand yards. Went nine and seven. Yeah, nine and seven. Well, it's not even like I say. It's not even like he he went out there threw forty touchdowns, five thousand yards. You know, he's not going out there and blowing everybody well, away. I mean, he did throw for four thousand one hundred and sixty-six, which. So I mean, impre- I guess it is a little bit better than, I, than I'm thinking Kirk it Cousins. is. He had 
4,166 yards, mm. 29 touchdowns, 11 INTs. He was sacked 26 times. Wasn't a record-breaking season. Yeah. But for Kirk Cousins, it was like, holy shit, where did this for come him, from? For him, yeah, because he's had the opportunity to take the job away from RG3 in the past. He's just never done it. He had, I mean, that was the shocking, the most shocking thing to me was that, oh, now you're going to go out there and win the job? <laughs> now like you've had you've all these it. years to do it, and now you finally decided, all right, I am going to turn it on. You know, it blew my mind for that case, but um, he finished. I don't know tenth overall in yards for quarterbacks this season. So it's actually pretty good, but at the same time, and I'm not trying to take anything away from him. I'm not trying to just kind of defend what I was saying before. Yeah. But if he threw for you know five thousand yards over that, he might be able to say, "Hey, I am the real deal." But a lot of times, I think people are going to be sitting there going, "Is this a flash in the pan? Is this a one-time thing? Is this a fluke?" I'm not sure, and I think that's what's going to scare off management from giving him the mega deal. Yeah, and I mean, if you look at, I'm just going to take, let's take the top three quarterbacks Yeah, from just this year. You have the top three for yardage. We had Drew Brees mm-hmm. at 4,870, Phillip Rivers at 4,792, Tom Brady with 400, 700, and 70 yards. And if we look at their stats from year to year, Breeze, looking at Breeze first, the past two years he's been over 4,000. He's had at least 4,000 yards since 2006. And except for these final two years, he had a three year span from 11 and 13 where he was an over 5,000 yard quarterback. And he also had 46, 43, 39, 33. 32 touchdowns this year. So that's something where you see it's like, okay, this is consistent. With Phillip Rivers, he's had over 4,000 yards since 2008. However, I will say 2012, he did only have 3,600. So since 08, he's had every year except one being over 4,000-yard season. And then the GOAT, Tom Brady, has had over 4,000 yards since we're going to take 2008 out Mm -hmm. of it because that was the one where he played that one game and got injured. But ever since, like, 2005, except for maybe two years, he's had over 4,000 yards. In 2011, he had 5,200. Yeah. So I, it's, you know, he just doesn't have the body of work. And that's really what it comes down to. You Are we talking about a college team right now? You you said the keyword. You said body of work. It's true. You need to see more out of the guy. I mean, that's the only thing we have seen, really, college and then this past season. Mm-hmm. So you got to see a little bit more. They're going to be smart. They're not going to just give it straight to him, I think. you know. Because if I were the Redskins, I was saying it's kind of hard because right now Kirk Cousins, 27. And yeah. you're, 20, you're going to be turning 25. 25. And... So he's two years older than you. He's a year older mm-hmm. than myself. He's actually an Illinois guy. He was born in Barrington, Illinois. But still, I, I'm going to say still a young kid. Oh, for sure. Because even me at 26, I have moments where it's like, holy crap, I'm not a full-functioning adult yet. Where it's like, I'm an adult, but I'm not a adult. And I'm going to use air quotes for that. To where he's probably like, you know what? I had this great season. I'm the man. Give me my money, blah, 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 blah. 
And the Redskins are kind of like, it's kind of like when your parents are trying to talk to you and they're like, Mark, this is the deal. And you're just sitting there going, no, 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 no. I know everything. This is how it's going to be. I do know everything. That's what this is. And the Redskins are like the parent where it's like, okay, Kurt, you had a great season, but you need a few more. Here's the money that you deserve. And he's going, no, 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 no. Cam Newton, Cam Newton, blah, 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 blah. I deserve this, this, this. Mm -hmm. And that's why we're in this dispute. That's what I think. Sooner rather than later, Kurt's going to get it to where, okay, I need one more contract. And if I can prove over this contract that I can consistently be what I was this season, then I'll get the big bucks. Yeah. Yeah, for Kurt Cousins, my my advice, and I hope his, uh, his agent is saying this, take something short. Just get Maybe one two or two year years. Deal. Yep. Just get something short. Sh- prove yourself because then you got nobody to blame but yourself. Mm-hmm. You know, you don't want to be Matt Flynn who goes out there, gets that big deal, and then is backing up, you know, the next three teams that he goes to. You don't want to do that. Not at all. Go earn your paycheck. Then you can cash out. Well, and that is going to do it this week for the Onside Kick. I want to thank you guys for checking out this podcast. If you're listening to us on SoundCloud, Go ahead, hit the follow button, the repost button. Go ahead, hit that heart button. If you're on YouTube, hit the like and subscribe button. Also, share this podcast with all of your friends. If you're on mostvaluablepodcast.com, go ahead and bookmark bookmark the page so you're up to date with everything that goes goes on with Most Valuable Podcast. And if you're listening on, on iTunes, rate the uh, podcast on iTunes. That's right. Give us a little bit of a rate on iTunes. Tell us how good of a job, hopefully, how good of a job we did on this podcast. You can follow us on Twitter. I'm at Ricky Widmer. Mark is at the with two E's. Mark Weber, Most Valuable Podcast, is at Most Valuable Pod. want to thank you guys once again for checking out this podcast. But as always, have a good day, everybody. Thank you for listening to this MVP podcast. Follow us on Twitter at Most Valuable Pod for more great podcasts.